that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruning. Joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. The next co-host that is willing to shave his head on oh, Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, uh, respect to Colin, respect to Colin, you know, or respect to both of y'all. So y'all both have had back-to-back betting losses uh, last year. So you both held up your ends. So so credit to both of y'all. But yeah, now nah, the hair, listen, I've already come to terms with that. You know, my dad was balding by the time he was 40. So, like, I know my time's coming soon. Um, so, uh, when that day comes, sure. But but until then, we'll, we'll still hold on. We're not going to expedite the process here. No, 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 no. That's what Colin was worried about. He was like, you know, I think I'm, I feel like I'm balding already. So, once we do this, I feel like it's never going to grow back. But <laughs> I was like, well... I didn't lose the best. He's just got to go the other way. He's got to go with the beard now. Exactly. Yeah, he can't grow a beard. <laughs> That's the hard part. That's the hard part. That's why I didn't mind. I was like, you know, at least I'll have a beard, but I'll be bald. <laughs> right, 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 right. All it was just be is just an egg right now. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, Ish said we are not shaving his head um, today, so I have to change up. Well, I was about to say, what would we? What would, what would what would the bets be for for this show? much lower stakes much i'm not i'm not killing myself twice in a year uh that's fair. That's over, fair. over bets here um but all right we, we got actual basketball to talk about and right. um some really interesting games that we can go into some depth on uh i'll, I'll let you go first where where do you want to start us today uh i mean let's go with the big one let's go with texas versus marquette uh the shaka shaka bowl i guess kind of um and yeah this one i mean obviously we we i don't want to say we found out about this one late but as we were wrapping up the last show we remembered like oh crap that game's going on yeah uh marquette 86 texas 65 marquette number eight at the time or still number eight we'll wait for the eight people texas number 12 of course they'll probably drop now um i mean this one started bad stayed bad um you want to find i don't know if if there's a positive to take from this from for a texas perspective like what is it i have no idea on on paper it's max aceman's right scoring 25 points sure um but he started the game hitting his first three shots all three threes right he had the first Mm -hmm. nine points and he ended the game three of eight from three um he did go 7-11 from two he had a couple nice finishes at the rim so like he played well for the most part um started the game with three straight threes but had no assist four turnovers so it's like all right i don't know if i can configure that into being like the biggest positive Mm -hmm. other than that i think it was just domination from marquette uh really after i mean texas went down i think it was close to 10 in the first half and then came back and made it 29 to 28 Mm-hmm. And funny enough, I tuned in initially, I tuned in when it was like 
Texas made the run to cut it to one and mm-hmm. Marquette called timeout and you're like, oh man, okay, Texas is doing something here. And then Marquette comes out of that timeout and just blows the doors off Texas and it never gets close again. I mean, Tyler Kolick just was a flamethrower and Texas right. had no answers for him. And that's yeah. our question, right? Is how are you going to guard him? They put Tyrese Hunter on him and mm-hmm. it still didn't matter. Like they were just running some ball screens and um, just getting whatever looks they wanted at the rim. Um, with uh, um, Igadaro is also a really good player. Cam Jones hit five threes. So I, I had optimism. I didn't expect Texas to really stop Marquette. Yeah. Um, and I knew Marquette had a good defense, but I thought Texas would be able to score more than 65 points. I think that's probably the most disappointing thing to me. Yeah, I, th- I think for for me, the disappointing part comes from, you know, Marquette was coming off of a almost a double digit loss to to Wisconsin. And granted, Wisconsin looks really good this year too. Yeah. Um, but they were still coming off a loss, and so you're like, okay, is this a chance for them to you know get them on a little bit of a of a, of a back turn? Um, I think that I mean they lost to Purdue, who's number one right now. But I, but so or are they number one right now? Who's number one in AP? Um, they, I think they're number one. Yeah. Um, so they've lost two out of their last, they lost two out of their last three heading into the game. Right. Granted to good teams, but still, um, I thought this was a chance to really kind of make some noise and be like, okay, like kind of put them on their back heels a lot. And the the thing that this reminded me like how much I think from both parties, I think on Shaka's end and Texas's end, how much I think that marriage was just botched like completely. Because I watched Marquette and you watch me like, oh no, that's how that's how Texas should have been. Or like you're watching this Marquette team where it's just like high energy, closeouts, crazy, you know, uh, pressing defense. And even on the offensive end, they're not, you know, th- his teams were so bad on offense at Texas to watch. Yep. Um, but like they're moving the ball, they're being aggressive, and you're just like, that's what it should have been, right? And then and then you realize. Every stop he had, except Texas, that was how was how it was, right? And so I go back to the idea of like when he, I mean, he admitted he switched up his recruiting strategy or he switched up his basketball style to fit the recruiting strategy that he thought he needed at Texas, right? He wanted to get the Mo Bambas, he wanted to get the Jared Allens, um, so therefore he's not going. They weren't going to press. They weren't going to do havoc anymore. They weren't going to do the diamond, you know, the diamond press, um, all that stuff, and and it took away from what made him a good coach. Like it just did. And that's both. I think that's on both parties, right? He mm-hmm. stopped doing what got, he stopped doing the thing that got him hired. And then Texas probably was like, yeah, we don't need that. Get us the five stars. Um, and then I watched Marquette and I was like, oh my God, like he, you, I, you last year and this year reminded me how much of a killer he is as a coach. Yeah. Like that is a nightmare to play against for 40 minutes. And you mentioned it like, I mean, Tyler Kolek, again, that's the type of guy that he's he's always hinged his career on, right? Like the the um oh god, who was the point guard he had at VCU who went to the NBA for a little bit? I can't remember his name. Um let me see. I think he played for the Celtics a bit. Um I'm forgetting his name. Anyway, but still he always hinged his name on like these like two-star, three-star, no-star players, guards, and who just knew how to score and who knew how to run his system. And I mean, it's Tyler Kolek now and it's at Marquette. And like, he, I feel like he's at a, a spot in a, a school that lets him do what he needs to. Cause they just want to win. They don't care how. Um, and yeah. And they, and it's, it, it, he's two coaches removed now, technically, obviously he's uh, from, from the Texas job, but 
I, if you're a Texas fan, you watch that, you're like, damn. Like, when's the last time Texas looked that good against an opponent, against a ranked opponent like that, right? Yeah. Um, to that point, you know, Texas is now 0-2 against teams in the top 150 in Ken Palm. Yeah. Uh, and barely beat Louisville, arguably should have lost that game to Louisville. So uh, they're down to 34th in Ken Palm right now, Texas is. It's not looking great. The rest of the non-conference is Houston Christian, LSU, AM Corpus Christi, UNC Greensboro, and UT Arlington. So only, I mean, LSU is 93rd in Ken Palm, Greensboro is 106. So those are the other two games. That... Eric Maynard, that was the guy I was thinking of, by Eric the way. Eric Maynard, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, not not a ton of opportunities now to boost your resume a lot more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we, we know how good the Big 12 is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even with the newcomers, it's it's crazy. Houston's one in Ken Palm. Uh, BYU, I know BYU, some people have talked about them cheating the system in the net because they're playing bad teams and they're just blowing the doors off them. But they're right. number six in Ken Palm. Uh, Cincinnati's 27th in Ken Palm. Uh, the mm-hmm. only one who's falling short is UCF, who's 69th in Ken Palm, like of the newcomers. So, right, again, right. It, it's not going to be easy. And I think for Texas now, in the Big 12 scope, I mean, they're, they're what, where are they now? Eighth in Ken Palm, like in the Ken Palm rankings of, of the Big for 12 the Big right 12, now? Yeah. Um, they are. Above them. Yeah. Above them. Oklahoma's above them. Iowa State looks damn good right now. Kansas. Also, State Iowa State has two losses as well, but they're both to pretty good teams like Virginia Tech and Texas A&M. This has been a, a little bit of a common theme. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about it. I have two games I want to talk about as well, but like Texas is one of a few teams in Texas that have not beaten the only good teams they've played this year. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, we can transition now to North Texas. Oh, yeah. Who um, really Oof. botched. Yeah. Botched the game against Boise State, losing yeah, you, 69 to 64. You texted um, me I about this one. <laughs> I texted you about this one. Um, and it's been three days since then. So I'm a little bit removed as far sure, as sure. being upset. But, um, you know, in three games against top 150 teams in Ken Palm, or I shouldn't say that, Northern Iowa was 129. So. Let's just yeah, say top the, the, the first game was a good win. Yeah, that was a good win. And they still almost choked that one away. They should have won that one, but then they had to go to overtime and win it. Whatever. Sure. A win's a win. You beat Northern Iowa. <laughs> cool. That from, Since then, lost to St. John's by one. Lost to LSU by four. Another game you were up five with like three or four minutes left. And then mm-hmm. lose to Boise State by five. A game you are up six points with less than two minutes left on the clock. And you get outscored 11 to zero. On the road against Boise State again. Those it, it's you know we could talk about the actual game if you want, but like mm-hmm. this is much more of like an overarching theme for North Texas this year in terms of not closing out games and not getting that signature win that we've been we we wanted North Texas to get this year. They haven't been able to do it. So um, in the big picture, it's disappointing. Um, in the you know uh, act, as far as the actual game went. Aaron Scott really struggled um, four of 11 from the field, three of 10 from two, five fouls, two turnovers, no assists. It's like, all right, Aaron, like that's, he's supposed to be the guy and he hasn't quite been that level of player yet. As far as a consistent basics against the best teams, because he got killed against LSU, he got killed mm-hmm. against Boise state. And so now it's like, all right, Aaron, 
this is you're gonna have to turn the corner eventually. And you know, we we saw a little bit with like JV on Hamlet his his first year before he won the conference player of the year, non-conference he struggled, turned it around. Tyler Perry came off the bench year one, year two was better. So it's like it takes yeah. time to transition into that role. But um, you know, these are winnable games for North Texas that you wish that him and some other guys like John Bugs 0-4 from three, like that can't mm-hmm. that can't happen against these right. teams. So yeah, I was gonna say, point. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh guys like I mean Bugs, he's he's off to a little bit of a slow start. Um granted, I think that comes with I guess you can kind of, to me, I think you can kind of put it, I think you can kind of put it as the uh I'm gonna unofficially name it the the Zach Nuttall adjustments, <laughs> where you go from being the man somewhere to like being the second or third kind yeah. of guy option in the team. It's gonna be um, our award at the end of the year, the Zach Nuttall. It's for every year moving forward, it's gonna be the Zach Nuttall award. <laughs> uh, it was Jocelyn Moore last year. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I mean, he's he's off to a b- bit of a slow start. Obviously, yesterday was probably his probably his worst game, I'd say so far. Um, he's been he hasn't been like bad. He's been underwhelming. I'll say, like he's been very okay Tricky. yeah 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 he'll have well, like he's shooting fine but like again like that as somebody who's lessening you can look at it one or two ways either he's the type of player who needs more shots to get into a rhythm or he or you or you're frustrated that he's has he's not having to have as much of a load on his shoulders and he's shooting worse i don't know you can either look at it one or two ways yeah he is 10 of 30 i think from three yeah. Uh, through eight games so you know not but another thing is like again like i mentioned last podcast kim palm has the tiers right the tiers where they're they're looking at contrib- significant contributors all that stuff he's in that less than 12 percent possess- usage mm-hmm. range right so he's strictly a spot up guy right and on an offense that you need a little bit of more pop off the wings. That's why CJ Nolan had a really good game. I want to give him a shout out. He had a really good game against Boise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 12 points and he kind of set the tone on both ends. He had, what was the steals? Yeah. Yeah. Four steals. So if you can start getting that production off the wing, Nolan and, and bugs, those two mm-hmm. have to contribute something there. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be interesting to see. I, I am interested also North Texas wise to see if um, Rondell Walker gets his waiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be a huge boost for them off the wing off the, uh, off the bench so uh we'll see if that happens but yeah overall Ruben and Aaron foul out late in the game they're not able to close it out uh disappointing loss for North Texas yeah a little bit on bugs I'm looking up his hoop math stats he's assisted right now in 91 percent of his threes right now oh yeah. it's like 100 percent of his shots at the rim uh funnily and only only 16 percent or no sorry uh yeah, no, 16%. Am I looking at this right? No, 50% of his shots, two point shots are assisted. So he's getting, again, like you mentioned, it's a lot of like one one dribble bounce, you know, like yeah. feed on, you know, cutting or spotting up. So I mean, uh, he had a look down one from wide open in the corner from three to give them the lead and he missed mm-hmm. it. And then they yeah. have to foul and then they miss another shot to tie it. So yeah, a right. disappointing loss there. Um, that's, uh, we'll see. They have Fordham who is in the 198th in Kim Palm in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. then they have Mississippi State um, on on the road in Mississippi. Uh, it's not at Mississippi State, I don't think. It's somewhere else. But they play Mississippi State in Mississippi on uh, Sunday, December 17th, which is their last real chance of getting a, a big non-conference win. But it's not the end of the world if they don't yeah. get a non-conference win, right? It's like they're not getting mm-hmm. an at-large bid anyways, most likely. Right. 
I mean, well, regardless of like, even if they had beat, let's say LSU and Boise and they were, uh, what, what is that? Seven and one. Like, I still don't think that's enough. That's still not enough to get an at large probably unless you have a great non-conference, but, uh, or I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, great conference season, but, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is a little disappointing. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the one I texted you about. Uh, let's go to Houston for a bit. Let's go to Houston. Let's go Houston. Number three, Houston, 75. Rice, 39. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I, 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 was, I was curious about this. and I, I, All I did was text you the score. <laughs> and I was like, hey, can you guess what game this was? And you were very... Very happy because you apparently had some money riding on this one. <laughs> it wasn't riding, Colin. It was or uh, it was free money right there, <laughs> betting on Houston to to beat the brakes off of Rice. I told you, I yeah. bet on them to beat them by forty. I said that last podcast. No, yeah, you did, you did, you did. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Houston just absolutely smothers Rice. Um, I I feel bad for for Travis Evie because it's just like he, it's just him out there on the wing. And he goes, one, what do you go? One of one of twelve. Jesus. One of twelve. One of 12. Um, I mean, Quincy Olivari is like having fun in Z- at Xavier right now. He's like winning games and stuff. Uh he's averaging what's he averaging? He's averaging 16 points right now at, at Xavier. Um, so he's having the time of his life. Travis Evie's fighting for his life. Uh <laughs> and he, I mean, I there's not much to say about Houston until they play Texas AM, right? They're just kind of like you know, crushing teams that they should be crushing. But I am still kind of impressed by it. Like, it is still interesting to watch them just like, because like, as much as we make fun of Rice, Rice isn't like an awful, like they're not like 250 in, in Kennebom, right? They're like a decent-ish team as far as like the state goes. Um, and they just have, like, it is it is interesting to see them, like Houston put their stamp on this, like, oh no, we're, there's another tier to this state, right? Like the Rice, that's cute. AAC, that's cute. We're not there anymore. We're kind of trying to elevate our game. So, cuz this would have been a conference game, right? If 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 Houston didn't move up, this would have been a conference game. And a 40-point conference game is insane. Uh, I watched the highlights of this game after yeah. the fact. Um Rice in the game with 21 turnovers to 7 assists, shooting oh 33% from 2, 24% from 3. I I thought Houston like when I played this game in my head, when I mm-hmm. thought it'd be a forty-point game, I I thought it'd be like maybe ninety to fifty or something like that. Sure, sure. Like they get out and run a little bit. Like I thought Houston things. would actually score more than seventy-five points. Sure. Instead, they just shut the water off and allowed twenty-seven points in the first thirty minutes of the game. Yeah. Yep. Just like literally on Kim Bomb, it's broken up by quarters. Nine points first quarter, nine points second quarter, nine points third quarter. Mm. That is you are in hell. Like you're, you're just, you can't move. You can't do anything. Yeah. And so um, shout out to Houston for doing what I expected y'all to do. Rice, you know, it's another team that doesn't have a win in the top 150 of Ken Palm. In fact, your best win is Tennessee Martin, who is 259th in Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the, again, Scott Para schedules this knowing what the wins and what the losses are. And they have very like the the discrepancy in their scheduling is insane. It's right. like, all right, we have Texas, Indiana State, New Mexico, UC Irvine as all top 100 teams, and Houston, and then we have Tennessee Martin, Houston Christian, Incarnate Word, Northwestern State, Prairie View, and that group over there before we get to conference. So, uh, 
yeah, you're just going to keep getting blown out and then winning games that uh, you should be winning. So not a ton to take from this Rice team, except I still just don't think they're very good. And the AAC, they are on Ken Palm, the second lowest ranked team, only in front of the great UTSA Roadrunners. And yeah, if they finish bottom three, bottom four in the American this year, I think that is more than enough cause for uh, Para to be done. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking because also Fiedler and Evie are done too. It just you can just reset at that point. Sure, sure. Yeah, I was about to say just remake the roster at that point. Yep. Okay. Um, where was I? North Texas, Houston, Texas. I watched SMU again. I feel like I've watched more SMU than anybody in the world right now because they played a 9 p.m. game against Arizona State. And you know me, just sitting there on the couch <laughs> watching SMU versus Arizona State. I was going between that and uh, there was something else going on at that ba- time. Bachelor patting it up, just watching SMU basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just turned it on. I had went uh, Christmas shopping on Wednesday. Yeah. And so I was, you know, getting getting everything in order. Um, and then I just flip on Arizona State SMU late night. And <laughs> SMU led at halftime. I they played perhaps the best offensive half of the season in the first half scoring 40 points. I didn't know yeah. they were capable of scoring 40 points in half, but they did <laughs> like Zurich Phelps hit threes or hit yeah. a three, I think, or Chuck Harris was going off. So well, hitting a three, that's, that's big for him right now. Yeah. So he ended one of four from three. So I don't want to make it sound hey, like listen, he was going crazy, but listen, you saw something that you're not going to see a lot of par, this on par with 25% from the year from three. Uh, but anyways, they scored the heck out of the ball in the first half. And I was like, okay, they're up like four is this going to be enough to win and it was yeah. not arizona state came back in the second half uh especially in the last 10 minutes i scored them 21 to 10 and uh really in college basketball every year i have to remind myself how big home court advantage is in college mm-hmm. basketball like that's like significantly like three four points per game um, sure, sure and I, I did think that swung in favor of arizona state they got some um, some advantageous calls down the stretch. Arizona State ends the game shooting 43 free throws and um, God <laughs> only had eight turnovers. So oh my God. Uh, it was pretty ugly, not going to lie, but I did yeah. watch it and I wanted to quickly mention uh, SMU because I am apparently like I'm in the top one, like Spotify has its Spotify wrapped every yeah. year. Like you're in the top 1% of <laughs> SMU fans. I'm in the top 1% of people watching SMU. Well, but like, this year. <laughs> First of all, that's funny. Um, second of all, like, I mean, I feel like we're going to talk about SMU a lot this year just because, like, I just feel like this is a team that's going to catch somebody off. Yep. yep. Like, like For genuinely sure. catch somebody off to be like. I think they're pretty good. Like, I was about to say, I think, they, I think they're pretty good. They're and, not great, but they're pretty good. I was about to say, I mean, again, that, that Zurich Phelps shooting, I mean, that just might be how he shoots this year. And, um, but yeah, I think their defense is going to be pretty solid. Um, I would be very. Let me see. Do they play? Let me see their non-conference. Next I game know. is Florida State, so okay. that'll be fun on the road again. So they're trying. They're they talented. get okay. They open conference against Memphis too, so that'll be fun. So well, Charlotte then Memphis, but yeah. Oh yes, yes, they, Charlotte then Memphis. They can finish top five in the conference this year. I was about to say that. Yeah, I definitely see that. They they also feel like a team that's like built for the like the conference tournament. Like if we blink and they're like playing for a conference title, we're gonna be like, what? The-? And then you look and like everybody's average like 
50 against them. <laughs> I could, I could, they're definitely like that type of, I don't know. I think all, I think defensive teams like that are very easily yeah. uh, uh, built for the tournament, but anyway, yeah, they're going to be a Right, brief brief uh res- resuming uh, i accidentally closed out the wrong tab again uh ironically as i was trying to move this to a new window i closed the tab um so yeah smu we'll have to keep an eye on them the one team i wanted to touch on that i watched the game yesterday uh so the unt women yes the reason i wanted to touch on them is because i think the slack in the women's basketball is gonna be pretty good this year yep because they so they played pine bluff and I had it on. I had it on because I saw the score, and I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." And I knew that UAPB had Zay Green, formerly of Tennessee, formerly of Texas A&M. Um, they would also have Star Jacobs if she was eligible. Apparently, she's not eligible right now. Um, the NCAA is trying to get. They're trying to get her through waiver. Yeah. But UAPB is three and seven. But they are pretty damn good. UNT struggled in this game. Zay Green didn't put up a lot of points, but you can just tell that like UNT. A lot of these players weren't used to guarding somebody who's used to playing in the SEC. Um, and so it was a very entertaining game. It got dicey towards the end. I believe UAPB even beat SMU before yeah. the game they mm-hmm. played. The, yeah, the yep. game before. And they have close losses to Mississippi State. They took Tulsa to overtime. And then Oregon State by 11. And then <laughs> Arkansas State. By, uh, no, not Arkansas State. Uh, yeah, that was the other one. That was it. But like. They have close losses. Like, this is an interesting team. And you look at the rest of the swag, and I'm kind of interested in it. Like, obviously, I don't I don't think it's that bad. I really don't think it was that bad for UNT. I think P- UAPB is going to catch some teams off. Yeah. Um, and they ended up winning, so who cares? So, but I, I it got me interested really in just the swag picture because, like, I'm thinking, and I'm like, I think this is going to be a pretty fun conference. I think, one, I think Prairie View is looking pretty decent right now um to put some to put some back on the i think southern's gonna be struggling again Texas southern's gonna be struggling again but on the women's side i do think uh prairie view what are they they're three and three right now um with a win over mcneese state and they looked pretty good against incarnate word which again those aren't gimmies for the slack especially where you uh uh prairie view's been the past couple of years so just uh i just had that one on and then i was like looking at the slack all of a sudden with a pretty interested uh pretty interested uh, mind so yeah uh desiree colonel 28 points for north texas she's been like the best player on the team and it's really fun this is it's interesting to see they're using uh deanny robinson as like the sixth man too yep it's very yeah. fascinating to see that yeah we talked about that a little bit before but yeah, yeah that's it's a good win um i gotta go in like two minutes yeah uh, real quick sedona prince versus evelyn christian beef where are you standing on it <laughs> uh look when you have a triple double of block or almost a triple double of blocks <laughs> you can talk whatever you want sedona prince finished with 29 24.7 rebounds and 10 blocks against acu she's going stupid right now man this is she is a lot of fun and yeah i sent you that tweet because uh julie goodnow um tweeted out like oh that looks like a clean block i think they called it a foul yeah. on the brought on the in the when game and Sedona Prince said, yeah, how about the other nine that I got against your team or whatever? And I was like, let's go, baby. She's averaging 21 points and 9.8 rebounds a game uh, and three blocks. She's It's stupid right now. She is absolutely She's back. back. She's back. She is back. Um, all right. Well, that's all we have for y'all today. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed the episode. We'll be back next week. Uh, a lot of 
teams. There's only like six college games on Thursday and then today, Friday. I don't I think it'll pick back up on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a lot more to talk about uh next week when we get back. But yeah, for Ishmael Johnson, I'm Matthew Bruni. We will talk to y'all later.